The Detroit Tigers finally have an off day this spring. No spring training games are played yesterday. So we're going to ask ourselves the question, if the season started tomorrow, what would the opening day roster be like? All today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I am, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Thursday, March 16th, 2023. Thank you for making Locked On Tigers your first listen. Every single day, we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. All righty, so as we said in the cold open there, uh, we had an off day on Wednesday. No spring training games played. I think that's the first off day we've had so far this spring, I think. And so we're going to take a look and just take a crack at the opening day roster. And this is still very fluid. This is not a, this is going to be the opening day roster and anything that's not, this is wrong. Like we still have almost two weeks of spring training left, about a week and a half, a little over a week and a half of, of spring ball left. So it's a very fluid conversation that we will certainly have again as we get closer and closer to opening day. But this is with an off day and no spring games and no really news or notes or observations or anything. This is really the first chance we've had since spring training started to actually take a look and do kind of a deep dive on what the opening day roster could look like. All right, so that's what we're going to do today. Always a fun conversation. Just reiterating, it very much is a conversation. None of this is is finite and none of this is uh, guaranteed. Okay, so I kind of want to break this down into terms of guaranteedness of all of these players, right? So we're going to take a look at the locks on the roster. I have 17 players who are, I view, on March 16th as guaranteed. Not even going to be a discussion. Even as we get closer and closer to opening day, probably not going to be much of a discussion close to, if not certainties, to be on the opening day roster. Then I have close to locks, which are, whether they're trending up or honestly, all three of the ones I have are really, for the wrong reason, trending down. Not quite guarantees, but also would be a big surprise if they weren't on the opening day roster. And then it all comes down to those other six spots for me. Okay, 26-man roster. I have 20 that I'm fairly confident about we'll all be on the opening day roster and then six more that are really big discussions that I think you can kind of mix and match in a lot of different ways all right so let's start with the locks that's the easy part we'll get that over with DH Miguel Cabrera the biggest lock on the team whether you like it or not the big fella uh the farewell tour he's not going anywhere he's certainly going to be here at least for opening day this season that much we can guarantee outfield Matt Veerling, Austin Meadows, Riley Green. Three outfield spots locked, which is really good. I mean, that, that's a great sign. We do have a huge conversation involving fourth outfielder, which we'll get to later. And last year at times, for actually more than just at times, for a pretty substantial amount of time, carried five outfielders on this roster. So definitely a conversation to have there. But three locks in the outfield. 
In the infield, I have three locks. Now, we'll get to Jonathan Scope. I'm not saying he's not making the roster or anything. But as far as, like, guaranteed, I'm 100% certain they're on the opening day roster. The three infielders I have are Spencer Torkelson, Nick Maton, and Javi Baez. Okay? Those three, I, I don't see any reality in which they're not on the opening day roster. Catcher, two locks, Eric Haas and Jake Rogers. Both of them. Boom, boom. That's pretty much the catcher situation on opening day. We'll talk a little bit about Donnie Sands later, but for the most part, that's going to be your catching tandem heading into the season. So that's nine players before we even get to the pitchers. That, that's nine position players that we have as locks on this team. Now, on the pitching side of things, for the starting rotation, Eduardo Rodriguez, Matthew Boyd, Spencer Turnbull, Michael Lorenzen. Again, we'll talk about Matt Manning in a second. Don't think he's not necessarily just like not making the team, but I think he's played so far this spring, played his way out of the locks category for sure. So those four starting pitchers pretty much can guarantee they're going to be there. Relief pitchers. Now this is the most fluid situation on the entire roster, right? Like comfortably. This is the, the most fluid situation. You have... For me, the locks are Alex Lang, Jason Foley, Mason Englert, and Jose Cisnero. That's only four guys. I think it's somewhat presumed that they're going to carry eight relievers. Obviously, it's give or take one, right? If they really want to get crazy, they could carry nine, I guess. And if they want to go a little shallower because they have a lot of dudes who can go multiple innings, maybe they go seven. They like another infielder or utility bat or something, but... I think it's relatively safe to say you're going to see eight relievers on this roster. Okay, so that leaves half of the bullpen still kind of up for grabs as we get through the locks. So that's 17 players. 17 players that we view right now on March 16th as, you know what, these dudes are are almost certainly going to find themselves onto the roster. Now, when it comes to the, I, I have them as close to locks, very creative name, Uh, These are players that I have as not guarantees as of today, but I'm still pretty sure they're going to be on the opening day roster. Okay, one is Jonathan Scope. Again, I I wasn't leaving him off the locks list because I'm saying that he's not going to make the roster or that it's, it's, you know, he's played so poorly that they should cut him or whatever. I'm not that extreme with it, but he has undeniably gone a very, very long time without a stretch of good baseball in the batter's box, at least obviously was a gold glove candidate last year, but offensively, I I mean, in multiple leagues, we're talking dating back to last year at major league baseball. We're talking uh, back in, in his home country. We're we're talking struggles world baseball classic. We're talking struggles. Like we have gone and then spring obviously wasn't great before he left either. We've just gone so long without seeing Jonathan Scope hit the baseball well for really any period of time that I think it's really hard for me to just be like, yeah, 100%, he's going to be there. But it's still like 80, 85, maybe even 90%. I still think it's that's a heck of a message to send. To just be like, yeah, Jonathan Scope's like getting cut. That that would be a heck of a, a message to send throughout the, the, the clubhouse. And as it stands right now, I'm still fairly certain that Jonathan Scope's going to be not only on this team, but probably the opening day starting second baseman. Okay? Starting pitcher, Matt Manning. Falls into somewhat of a similar category to Scope. Now, the difference is Manning's is go to AAA, whereas Scope's is don't be on the roster at all and get cut. Those are very different things, obviously, but I do think that 
Matt Manning, again, just with his play this spring, I, I think he's far from a lock at this point. There's already some rumblings of people that think that he should uh, start off the season in AAA, kind of get his, his – calm down, make some adjustments, get his stuff together, and then come back in the middle of the season. But uh, I, I still – if the season started tomorrow, I would still be relatively surprised if Matt Manning was not on the opening day rotation. But I, he, he's going to have to have a good start here. I, I think this is a situation that is one of the most fluid on the team, I guess. like th- This is one where if he turns around and his next two starts before opening day are solid, then uh, this is not even a conversation. He's 100% going to be on the opening day roster. He moves back into the lot category. But every single start that goes by where he doesn't look good, that meter of like percent chance that he is going to find himself on the outside looking in and, and find himself in Toledo to start off the season objectively gets higher and higher. So we'll we'll keep an eye on that. That that's really his is like I said, probably the most fluid. His is truly, in my opinion, like a start to start basis. It would not shock me if his last two starts of the spring, if they went really, really poorly, if this was a very legitimate conversation and he was really kind of on the border, especially if dudes like Bo Brisky and, and honestly, for the most part, Joey Wentz continue to, to to look relatively solid in the spring. Joey Wentz, again, specifically look, has looked really good this spring. Um, I, I don't know. I think that this conversation can, can be more and more of a, a heated conversation as we get closer and closer to opening day. But for now, I'm putting him on close to locks and still expect him to be on the opening day rotation. Okay, we have one more in the close to locks category in our bullpen. We will talk about that right after I tell y'all about our friends over at FanDuel. It's the midway point of the NBA season. It's the perfect time to download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook, because now new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, it's super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything. The money line, point scores, three-pointers drained, etc. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets at a chance to win a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets back when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, everybody. Welcome back here. Segment two of Locked on Tigers. I appreciate you all for tuning in, as always. Talking about the spring training roster here. Uh, yeah, you, you know, this is, uh, again, I'll reiterate, this is still very fluid. This is still very much a, a conversation. I also want to point out that the opening day roster I, I think doesn't mean nearly as much as some people think that it does. Not that it that's not like a great honor. I totally understand it from the player's perspective, like being chosen when everyone or most people are, are healthy and being chosen to like start off the season on the team is, is obviously a, a really big deal. And I'm not trying to take away from that at all. But um, as far as like roster construction and like the front office, I don't think like we're going to see a million relievers this year, right? Like, like we're going to see a ton of relief pitchers this year. We're going to see a, a, a lot of dudes play third base this season, even the ones that aren't going to start off the season on the major league roster. So 
I, I think especially for a team that is in the current position of the Detroit Tigers, it, it, it just it's going to be, I don't want to use this word a million times and annoy everybody, but it really is going to be so fluid throughout the season. Like I, I, I don't think that, that the opening day roster just is going to hold a ton of weight. Like in July when we're like, Oh, well this dude was on the opening day roster. He's going to have the slight leg up when he comes back from an injury or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's going to be so performance based that I, I don't think it means as much as a lot of people think. That's all. So, again, mostly just because the Tigers are where they are. You know, there are some teams that it's a much bigger deal. But this year, I think it's, it's gonna, there's going to be a lot of changes and a lot of movement throughout the season. And so I wouldn't get too caught up on, you know, where, where somebody's starting off necessarily. If they're, gonna, if they're hitting and they're producing, they're going to find their way back on the Major League roster no matter where they start. Okay. Okay, let's talk about uh, the last person on my close to locks conversation, okay? And that would be Tyler Alexander. This is still somebody who I expect to be on the opening day roster, as I've said about the previous two. Uh, But he hasn't had a very good spring. His velocity's been down a little bit. And I think they really like the versatility. He's obviously a lefty, which is always going to hold value, especially in a bullpen that doesn't have isn't too deep with lefties at the major league level at the moment so I I still fully expect him to make the roster but just based on the spring it's been a little bit of a slow start and uh, I don't think he's like some untouchable yeah he's just like guaranteed like if he continues to struggle and some other uh, of the younger pitchers or minor league invites or or whatnot do really well especially the lefties on that It, it it could be a little bit more of a conversation than maybe I gave it credit for earlier in the in the spring as well okay so there you go that's 20 guys that that's 20 players that I currently have on the opening day roster that leaves six players and this is really where the meat and potatoes of this conversation happens this is where the bulk of this is is of this debate is going to take place In my opinion, when constructing the roster through these 20 guys, the players that you need left, you need one fourth outfielder, you need three relief pitchers, and you need two utility infielders, okay? We got 20, you got six roster spots left, need a backup outfielder, need to finish off the bullpen and end at eight relievers, and you need two guys that can play utility infield. At least one of those two needs to be able to play first base as well. Okay, let's start with fourth outfield. I think that is, I don't want to use the word easiest, but I think that that is somewhat the most clear cut conversation as of today. Okay, and that is really out of everybody in the mix, it's Akubadu, Kerry Carpenter, or Parker Meadows, but that decision has kind of already been made as he got option to AAA. He will not start the season on the opening day roster. So really, you're having a conversation of Akil Badu or Kerry Carpenter. If you're looking at like legitimate candidates to make this team. And I'm leaning Akil Badu. I have been all spring. Kerry Carpenter undeniably has the higher ceiling when it comes to power potential. I think Akil Badu has the higher ceiling in pretty much every other category on a baseball field. And if Kerry Carpenter hits, then he can hit his way onto this roster. Undeniably. He did at the end of last season. Right, and Akil Badu hit his way off of the roster for a large chunk of last season. So it, again, 
Very, very fluid roster, but on opening day right now, especially with all of the incentive that is out there to be more aggressive on the base paths going into the start of the season, uh, I think you're going to be really hard-pressed to leave Badu off this roster. Also, Kerry Carpenter, I don't believe at the time of this recording, has drawn a single walk all spring. Akil Badu draws a lot of walks, even if his batting average isn't high. All right. And so I think that just plays to kind of the, the mindset and the culture and the identity of this baseball team, at least what they want it to be going into the start of the season. So that's Akil Badu, 21st guy on the roster. Boom. Fourth outfielder, check. Oh, the bullpen. I almost, do I want to save the bullpen for last? Or do I want to do it right now? Let's let's do the bullpen right now. Okay, let's just get this over with, I guess. Players in the running for bullpen. Now, this is, no matter how high of a percent chance you have, no matter how in the running you are or how little in the running you are, this is everyone I think has even a 1% chance to make this bullpen out of camp, okay? You are looking at Garrett Hill, Will Vest, Edwin Yusita, I can never say his last name, Tyler Holton, Bo Brisky, Alex Fiedo, Joey Wentz, Miguel Diaz, Chasen Shreve, Trey Winginter, Matt Whistler, Trevor Rosenthal, Miguel Del Pozo, Angel DeJesus, and Elvis Alvarado. That's a lot of names, okay? A lot of names. I think... If you are to look at, let, let's start with our, our four starting pitchers we kind of always clump together, okay? That is Bo Brisky, Garrett Hill, Alex Fiedo, and Joey Wentz. I think Alex Fiedo is going to start the season in the minors. I don't think that he has done enough in spring, and I think even coming into the spring, he was always kind of on the outside looking in. I think they still have just more developmentally that they want to do with Fiedo, and I also think we're at a point where we need to de- decide now what his role is going to be for the rest of his career. We can't keep playing the, is Alex Fiedo a starter or a reliever or we don't know game forever. And last year, I know that those were uh, not common circumstances. Like there was a ton of injuries and you kind of just had to throw them into the fire there. I get it. But I-, I think we need to make a decision on that. And I think that that decision will be made in the minor leagues pretty early on. If it hasn't already, it's probably already been made, to be honest with you, whether it's between the coaching staff or him or both. Okay. Joey Wentz. Joey Wentz is a fascinating one to me because I think that Joey Wentz is the best starting pitcher on this team that's not one of the assumed five starting pitchers and it's very difficult for me to try and gauge whether this organization wants to move Joey Wentz to the bullpen because he's been really good in the spring and he'd be another lefty out of the pen and then you wouldn't have to call him up if a starter got hurt and he'd already be there and logistically, it just makes a lot more sense to, to put him in the pen. And then if an injury happens in the starting rotation, boom, Joey Wentz is already there. Or if they want to go, no, your future is as a starter. We don't even want you to pitch out of the bullpen. So they start him in Toledo. And he is like the ace of the Toledo Mudhens. And then he's the first person called up if they need another start. And one of the starting pitchers goes down. I don't know which direction they're leaning. 
I, I truly don't. I think Joey Wentz could be a really good starting pitcher. I've always been a really big fan of Joey Wentz ever since the trade happened. I really like his stuff. I think he has looked spectacular this spring. I have loved what he's been doing with the pitch mix. Uh, I love his velocity so far. He has been really, really solid. And I, I, I don't want to send him to the minors. I don't. I think that he is one of the six best starting pitchers in this organization right now. Maybe even one of the five best starting pitchers in the in the organization right now, depending on your opinion of Matt Manning, to be honest with you. So, like, it, it, it frustrates me, but at the same time, I don't know if I just want to look at Joey Wentz and be like, yeah, put him in the pen until we need him. And then you have that, like, weird Willie Peralta thing where, like, can he just go from being a reliever to straight into being a starter? Or do you want him to continue to develop as a starting pitcher? And I think, if I had to guess today, I would say that they want him to develop as a starting pitcher more than just guarantee him a spot on the major league roster no matter what. So while I think he's probably better than some of the players that I'm going to have in this bullpen, I think for developmental reasons, it probably makes more sense, unfortunately, to start him in Toledo but certainly not a slight against him, okay? Let's get into the players I actually do have in this bullpen and a couple of more conversations surrounding that. Uh, but first, I got to tell y'all about our friends over at the Ultimate Pro Baseball GM game. It is the best. I'm really excited to continue telling you guys about this. I know uh, we brought it up for the first time earlier this week, but it's our new partner and sponsor of today's episode, Ultimate Baseball GM. If you've ever dreamed of being an MLB GM, kind of like what we're doing today, and managing your professional baseball franchise, well, your dream can come true, and this game is definitely for you. Manage every strategic aspect of your team. Play through the season. Lead your team to glory. You're responsible for hiring the right coaches, the right staff, managing team finances, scouting and drafting players, managing difficult personalities, navigating your franchise through free agency, all the ups and downs of the season, the trade deadline, the offseason, etc. All of this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Baseball GM is completely free and playable offline. You can play on the go as you want, when you want to. Once the game is downloaded, you don't need Wi-Fi to play. You can play wherever, whenever, once you have it downloaded. And Locked On Tigers listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo Locked On in the game store. So make sure you check it out. Download the game. Just visit probaseballgm.com. Scan the code on the screen or look it up in the app stores. That's probaseballgm.com, the ultimate baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. All right, everybody, welcome back here. Third and final segment of Locked on Tigers. We're talking about the opening day roster. So let's talk about the players that I think are going to make this bullpen. Garrett Hill. I really like what I've seen out of Garrett Hill this year. I think that he, I know you could make a similar argument to Joey Wentz, but I think he's looked so good out of the pen. Really good velocity when you cut his innings down. Uh, that that fastball-sinker combo is really, really good, uh, 96, 97 miles an hour. 
I, I've, I've loved what I've seen out of Garrett Hill. I want him in my bullpen on opening day. So he's going to slate in there. Now, 23, the 23rd spot is interesting. I have Bo Brisky. Now, I know what I just said about Joey Wentz, and I know that a lot of that could also apply to Bo Brisky. So with Bo, the difference is Joey Wentz in the spring has done a lot of starting, whereas Bo Brisky has come out of the bullpen quite a lot in this spring and has been the second or third dude out of the pen and pitched one or two innings. And we've seen his velocity go up when he did so. And that leads me to believe that they're somewhat preparing him for that and trying to get him to get a feel for uh, getting comfortable in that role. Do I think that Bo Brisky will never start a baseball game ever again at the major league level? Absolutely not. I think he will probably this season, but I think that they're way more comfortable with the versatility in Bo Brisky coming out of the bullpen as well than they are with other players. And so I, I do have Bo Brisky in my bullpen and on my major league roster, but I, I can totally understand if they went, no, we want him to develop as a starter and kind of gave him the same fate that I believe they're going to give Joey Wentz. Okay. So that's who I have there. Then the last person out of the pen I have is Chase, Chasen Shreve. He's had a really good spring and he's a lefty and he's got really good secondary pitches. His secondary is almost his primary. Well, it is honestly his primary, right? His breaking stuff is he, he throws a boatload. So uh, I really like what I've seen out of him. Again, gives you a, another lefty. If Tyler Alexander makes the roster as well, then you, you finally have some versatility with left-handers. You're not just rolling into camp with one lefty on the team. I, uh, I I really like that as well. So as far as notable omissions that I want to keep an eye on, I have loved what I've seen from Miguel Diaz this spring. I'm keeping a close eye on him. I think he could play his way onto the roster. Will Vest, a notable omission. I think probably the most notable omission from my list here. I said it earlier this week and earlier in the spring. I don't think Will Vest is like some guaranteed lock to make this roster just because he pitched a lot out of the bullpen for the team last year. He was optioned at one point, and then injuries happened, and he had to come back. Like, he was on the outside looking in last year. And uh, I, I don't know. He hasn't really been very good in the spring. His ERA, I think, is like over 20 at the time of this recording. He's kind of got rocked a few times. Uh, he'll stay with the organization for sure. Again, it, opening day rosters don't hold as much weight, I think, as people think. Will Vest will certainly pitch in a Detroit Tigers uniform out of the bullpen at some point this year. Uh, but to start off the season, I, I do have him on the outside looking in. Uh, Tyler Holton, one of the pickups, I think that he could potentially play his way into more of a conversation there. Trey Winginter, that was a really close call for me. He's looked really good in the spring. He has very nasty swing and miss stuff, has been injury riddled the last several seasons. I could 100% see a reality in which he plays his way onto the roster. Uh, Matt Whistler has had a really, really brutal spring, to be honest with you. I think he's kind of played his way out of that conversation. But uh, at some point, if he makes some tweaks in the minors and fixes some things, he could be getting a call relatively early in the year. Um, Trevor Rosenthal, I just don't think is realistic health-wise and ramping up-wise. And I think that's pretty much the only players I want to highlight there. Again, we said a lot of names. There's a lot of people in the conversation there, but um, I think those are kind of the main ones I wanted to highlight. Let's get into uh, utility infield, and then we'll we'll wrap this up and kind of recap what the roster looks like. So 
of all the players that are in the conversation here for utility infield, we need two. We're, we're two. We have 24 players on our roster right now. So Cesar Hernandez, Andy Abanez, Jermaine Palacios, Tyler Nevin, Ryan Kreidler, and Zach Short. Okay. I know that there's been a lot of Zach Short hype. Um, I still don't have him on my opening day roster, but I understand it. I, I understand the fit. I understand the the identity fit, and he's objectively had a really, really good spring training, okay? So I, I don't fault people who, who are leaning kind of on the Zach Short train. It's just, it's not for me yet, okay? Ryan Kreidler, I, I need to see some consist, consistent hitting, man. I, I really do. It, it's... We're, we're a couple of years removed now from the really hot minor league season he had offensively. We need to see some of that at the higher levels. I know that he had the hand injury. Who knows how much that played into it last year, the broken hand. Um, but it, it hasn't translated into a ton of offense so far in the spring yet either. I, I, I don't need Ryan Kreider on my opening day roster. I think we put him in Toledo. If he gets swings a hot stick and starts hitting like he did two years ago in 2021, then, boom, he's going to get a quick call. But I think to start off the season, I'd have him down there. Uh, Palacios, I love as a depth bat. He's been really, really good in the spring, has done nothing wrong, kind of just on the outside looking in for me. 25, Cesar Hernandez is making my roster. You guys know that I have really liked what I've seen from him so far in the spring. I've been very open about that. Uh, I think that he's a great fit. He can kind of play multiple positions in the infield. He's taken some really professional at-bats. I've really liked what I've seen from Cesar Hernandez. He's going to get the 25th spot on this roster for me. Then it really comes down to me between Andy Abanez and Tyler Nevin for the last spot. And I think that that is a real battle going on in this front office and in this coaching staff room, in this clubhouse. I I, I think that that those two are fighting for the last utility spot. Because I think Cesar Hernandez has pretty much proven like, hey, I, I should probably be on the opening day roster, okay? I, I think it's really between those two for that 26 spot. Now, the problem is both are hurt, which is somewhat hilarious and very on brand for the Detroit Tigers. But Andy Abanez hurt himself right when he went over in an exhibition game for the uh, World Baseball Classic playing for Team Cuba. He's still with Team Cuba, and they are advancing past the group stages, so we'll see kind of what happens there. But, uh, I, I mean, who knows? We talked about him. I, I think he's a good fit as well. He has also played first base, which Cesar Hernandez doesn't play first base, has never played first base. Andy Ibanez has experience at first. Tyler Nevin is also a corner-of-the-field type of guy, and he was swinging a really hot stick before he got hurt. I think oblique, right? So the, we will see. I currently have Andy Abanez, and that's really only because I think that he is closer to full health than Tyler Nevin. But I don't know any injury updates that y'all don't know. And if either of them comes back and, and starts hitting like they did before they were hurt, um, I, I think they could run away with the job. And I expect both of them to play Tigers baseball, honestly, at some point. But Really, uh, that might be a job that really goes down to the wire uh, because Nevin can play third and first. That gives them another option at third base, which might help. And obviously is the safety valve thing at first base kind of gives them a little bit more versatility there rather than just torque guaranteed every day. But Abanez has played all over the infield, including first base as well. 
So I, I I'm leading Abanez right now, but I, I mean, do not get it twisted. That is that is a, a a very very close race. So let's end with just going over the final roster that I have. So currently, March 16th, if the season started today, my roster would be starting pitchers: Erod, Turnbull, Matt Boyd, Michael Lorenzen, and Matt Manning. My bullpen would be Alex Lang, Jason Foley, Mason Englert, Jose Cisnero, Tyler Alexander, Garrett Hill, Bo Brisky, and Jason Shreve. My catchers would be Eric Haas and Jake Rogers. My infield would be Javi Baez, Torkelson, Jonathan Scope, Nick Maton, Cesar Hernandez, and Andy Abanez. My outfield would be Riley Green, Austin Meadows, Matt Veerling, and Akil Badu. And then the 26th spot is the farewell tour, the big fella, Miguel Cabrera. Okay, the only other conversation we didn't really get a chance to talk about uh, is Donnie Sands. I think, uh, I still don't think it's entirely like a 0% chance that they look at Eric Haas and go, you know what, we liked what we've seen out of you from corner outfield. We're going to carry you, Rodgers, and Sands and kind of just get crazy with it uh, and take one of those in utility infielders away. But... That would be five outfielders and three catchers, uh, like for what? I, I don't know. And it's not like Donnie Sands has like a 2,000 OPS in the spring or anything. He's not really forcing your hand, even though I do like what I've seen. I don't think he's looked terrible. He's not really forcing you either. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that that's one where we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. But I, I obviously, as I just read the roster, don't think that that's going to happen on opening day, even though, again, I do expect Donnie Sands to get major league at bats this season. Okay. Okay. Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every day. Now, for your next listen, check on the Lockdown Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies and find Lockdown Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, that is all I got for y'all. I appreciate y'all for tuning in. Um, we will keep all of these situations fluid. I know that a lot of people have a lot of different opinions on the on the uh, the roster and on current current positional battles and whatnot. This is the really fun part of the spring where all of those debates come to light and we can talk about different strategies and stuff. So, uh, you know, this is this is it. This is game time for a lot of people. Last two weeks of spring, really really important stretch here. We will uh, we'll see how it pans out. All right. Peace and love going to Therapy's Dope. I'll catch you all tomorrow, baby. Go Tigers.